Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, the, the entire month of December is, has surprise built into it. The whole notion of giving and receiving presents are, are built on the idea of surprise, not knowing. Parents are scrambling to find hiding places, and children are snooping. Children are getting presents for each other and for their parents, but, but can they keep a secret? During Advent, we are watching the surprising, unfolding drama of the Incarnation. The surprise of Bethlehem, a humble little small town, and not a big city. The surprise of Elizabeth's pregnancy at her age. When Zachariah heard it, he doubted, but his doubts were silenced, literally, until the naming of that wonderful child. And tonight we consider Mary's surprise, that God chose her a virgin legally promised in marriage to a man named Joseph of the house of David, chose her to be Theotokos, the mother of God. The excitement and the drama of Avon are great, don't you think? The people God chose to play these critically important roles, they were just common folks, people like you and I. They were caught completely off guard by God's selection. We're told that Mary wondered and pondered and thought and prayed about the whole miracle of God's presence. Are you sure you really want me? Lord, it seems too big, too grand, too important, too special for me to be chosen in your amazing love and honor me with your presence. So Mary gave us a song, God's Surprising and Amazing Love. We call it the Magnificat from the opening word in Latin. In English, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The amazing love of God was at work when he chose Mary, of all the women in the world. She didn't deserve to be chosen, but God chose her in his mercy. Although Mary struggled feeling unworthy, unprepared, incapable, God's grace enabled her to accept his undeserving love and respond in faith. Behold, I am the servant, the bondservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. In our world, microchips are almost taken for granted these days. But if you put one under a microscope and magnify it, you see hundreds and thousands of little lines and circuits and patterns inscribed on the surface that carry thousands of bits of information, bringing about technological wonders. But magnified, a microchip is highly significant. Mary sings, my soul magnifies the Lord. In response to God's amazing love, Mary makes large. She magnifies God's power and his presence. Even though God's plan had been at work for perhaps, what, 4,000 years or so, give or take, people had forgotten. They were not magnifying God. Instead, they were exalting themselves. God, through Mary's womb, was about to change that. You will conceive in your womb a son, Gabriel tells her, and you shall call his name Jesus, which means Savior. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. The example of Mary causes us to ask ourselves, who or what am I magnifying with my Advent preparations? Mary sings, he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. 
Likewise, we can declare the same truth about ourselves. God has done great things for us. He chose us. He made us his own in the water of baptism and put his name on us. You are mine, God declares from the bloody font. Life and salvation are ours through God's amazing love given to us in the person and work of this little baby born. Mary magnifies the Lord in his amazing love. To magnify the Lord means getting ourselves out of the way. It means focusing our faith and confidence in Christ, not on what we have done or can do. Yet truth be told, we're in the business of magnifying ourselves. But listen to Mary. He has shown great strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God opposes us when you and I elevate ourselves above him and his grace. We want credit for our lives. We want, we want credit for how far we've gotten along, right? But we only fool ourselves. We fail to give credit to God for what he has done. God's word warns us he will oppose the sinful pride. There's a story told about a, a man and his wife at the arcade, and the man steps onto the, one of those fortune-reading scales, right? Plugs his quarter into the machine, spits out a card. He reads the card. You are handsome and gregarious. People think highly of you. You will be a great success. Smug and proud, he hands it to his wife. She took the card, reads the card, looks at him, looks at the scale, looks back at him, and with bland candor retorts, yep, it even got your weight wrong. Tonight, as we consider Mary's song of amazing love, we need to recognize ourselves for what we are. Sinful human beings who, apart from the grace of God, deserve only death. God is holy, we are not. Mary truly recognized this. She embraced her place as a humble bondservant of the Lord. She understood that the God of grace would be sending her what she also needed, a savior. We know that the baby Mary, given to Mary, praised in song, is our Savior as well. Like Mary, we can be surprised. Surprised at the honor of God's amazing love for us. You and I are chosen to honor Christ's presence this Christmas. Despite our pride and sins of self-sufficiency, God loves us. Indeed, he magnifies us with his undeserved love. Truly, he has done great things for me. In response to God's love, like Mary, we magnify him. We make him large in our hearts and our lives, give him praise and glory and acknowledge him for who he is in sending us our Savior. He continues to come every day as our merciful Lord. He promises to come again and take us to be with himself. But how? How shall we magnify him this Advent season? Mary's song faithfully praises God for his care and his compassion. He has shown great strength with his arms. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Like Mary, we praise God for providing all of our needs. Looking back over the past year, each one of us can count the mighty deeds of God in our lives. The simple things, things we take for granted, food, shelter, clothing, 
daily care and preservation, all of this and more, much, much more, we magnify God's amazing love. So how will we do it? Well, like Mary, we have a song of witness to share with the world. Sing it loud. Magnify the Lord means telling others about him. When people are truly thankful and proud, they're not quiet. Have you ever listened to yourself when you're excited? You want to make sure that people hear about it. Why don't we do the same with God? Why don't we say, hey, world, listen up. Listen to what my God did for me. It's exactly what Mary did. She magnified the Lord because he had done great things in her life. She spoke out. She let people know. And this is a part of Christmas, telling people of God's amazing love for them. When is there a more receptive time for people to hear? People are talking about Christmas, about God's Son. They're singing about it at Friday's, after all. All we need to do is point to the reality behind the lyrics. Away in a manger? Yes, that really happened. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Well, let me tell you why. Mary was certainly surprised when God chose her. God's undeserved, amazing love is often unexpected. It's often a surprise. Yet this Advent and Christmas, we magnify God along with Mary for the great things he has done for us. Most of all, we praise him for his life and salvation he has given to us in his son. So once again this year, he comes to us, and together we respond in thankful praise because God's love has found us and redeemed us. Amen. Now may the peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.